You're listening to the Put Your Passion to Work podcast, where together we seek to gather inspiration, motivation, along with tangible tips to start and scale your coaching business. I'm your host, Michelle Marie, mindset and business coach. With over 18 years of business experience, you and I are going to transform your passion of helping others so you too can create a profitable coaching business. Let's have some fun while we build your biz starting right now. In today's episode, I have the pleasure of interviewing a young woman who is putting her passion to work by combining her love of helping people and her talent for organizing into a career. Maria Ewings is a talented young entrepreneur and the owner of This Organized Space, a business that provides professional home and office organizing services in and around Watertown, Wisconsin. You're going to hear her path didn't start out that way. So let's get ready to be inspired and dig into today's show. Hey, Maria, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Oh, you are so welcome. Okay, I'm really excited to chat with you because just a little background, you and I met at a networking event. It's the Lake Country Currents for Lake Country Moms, so a local networking family fun over in Lake Country. And then some of us get together who are entrepreneurs and bloggers and just hang out. And when you and I talked, I immediately saw the passion come through of what you do. So I want you to share with us what it is you do and who you help. Thank you. Okay. Yes, it was so fun to meet you there. I love that networking group. I meet lots of amazing people there. Just wanted to give them a little shout out. So, okay. My name is Maria Ewings. I own a professional organizing business called This Organized Space, and I help people like busy moms, business owners, teachers, all all people who desire peace and simplicity in their lives but don't know how to get there. So I help them create order and bring that peace and simplicity to their life through organization. Oh, I love that so much. And it's so needed. And I think that every mom right here is probably drooling because they're hearing the word (laughs) organization and we Uh all need it in our lives. I don't care how organized you are. Sometimes I'll go through this phase where I just go drawer to drawer, closet to closet, and I'll rip everything out and then put it back in and fold it and take things that don't belong there anymore. And that feels so good. Then I'll go Mm -hmm. back and look in those same drawers and closets a month later. And I'm like, what happened? It's messy. Yeah, that happens. It's a constant. If you, once you organize, it doesn't just stay that way. Like your life changes. So it's always like a ongoing process. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how did you get started with organizing? I know you said it, it started from childhood. So why don't you share with us how this came about? Okay. Okay. So when I was a kid, I was super organized. Just, it's just in my nature. I would line up my Barbie shoes (laughs) and I would alphabetize all my books. And when we went to my grandma's house, I would ask her if I could help her with her pantry, (laughs) just organize it. It was just part of my nature. And I just knew that that's kind of a part of me. And I didn't really realize how great of a talent it was, I guess, you know, just because it was just a part of who I was. So Um, Anyway, I went to school to be a teacher, and I loved it. I always wanted to be a teacher my whole life. I got a five-year degree, a double major in early childhood and elementary education, and I taught, and I loved it. I taught preschool. It was amazing. 
They were, I loved my students so much. Oh, you're a saint. But <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, oh man, it was so much fun. I, I got to use my organizing skills in my classroom. And, but there was just something, I just wanted to do something different. I, I wanted to do something that I was passionate about. Not that I wasn't passionate about teaching. It just like, I wanted something that I could make my own schedule if we ever had kids in the future, that I could stay home with them and still do something for myself, you know? And I was, so I was looking up other types of things and I was Googling, I can't even remember what I Googled, but it was like <laughs> how to become a professional organizer or something. And I found these YouTube videos from this woman named Jen Obermeyer. She has she has a business that helps professional organizers start their business and everything she said just resonated with me and I was like oh my goodness this is like my dream job I would love to do this I love helping people I love organizing I'm good at organizing it was a dream so I found her videos and I watched those and I did all the things to get my business going basically. Awesome. So kind of how, how it all started. Yeah. How long were you teaching before you decided like, okay, I, there's something else that I want to do. And I want to make, like you said, write my own schedule. Eventually, if we have a family, then I'll have that time freedom to make my own hours. So how long were you teaching? And then how long were you feeling that way before you found Jen Obermeyer? So I was teaching, I only, I taught for a year after we got married. And during that year is when I kind of felt it. It was, my husband was, is a teacher too, but we, I don't know. I just, that whole year I was like, man, I love this, but I want to do, I want to do something different. It was, it was, mm -hmm. I can't really explain how I was feeling. So kind of at the end of my year of teaching, I was looking up all the like Googling things. I would say I was thinking about becoming an organizer towards the end, like spring, I guess, end of the school year. And then the summer is when I was really searching my heart and searching what I, trying to decide what I wanted to do that summer. And then I found her videos. <laughs> it just cool. kind of all fell into place. Yeah. And then so fall is when I like started to get everything together. So then you're studying up all summer and soaking it all, all up and, <clears throat> excuse me, starting to take action of what it is that you need to do to start your professional organizing business. So school starts that fall. Are you still teaching or do you walk away? Nope. I walked away. Wow. I, yeah, <laughs> it was, it was nice to get a little break too. You know, like teaching is stressful. <laughs> I had just graduated, got married, started teaching. It was like a lot. So having a little break, like a mental break was really nice before I started this new career too. So what was all the feelings you went through? So if someone's listening who maybe they're a teacher or they're, they're in a job that they like, but they want to start something and maybe that's something is even organizing. What would you tell them? How did you feel going through the motions of leaving a profession to do something like into the unknown, this uncharted territory of entrepreneurship? Oh, yeah. Like, let's get into that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's some interesting stuff. Okay. So it was hard, obviously, to, to say that I wasn't going to teach anymore or that I wasn't going to teach next year. You know, I, 
spent my whole life trying to be a teacher. I went to school to be a teacher. It was really hard to... Did your family think you were crazy? Um, no, my family's super supportive. My family, okay. my mom's a teacher too, but they're so supportive. They were really encouraging too. I kind of didn't tell a lot of people what I was going to do, I guess, right away. After I, after I left teaching, I didn't really tell them what I was going to do because I didn't want them to think, oh, she's just, I don't know. I, you know, I was worried about what other people thought and of course. I shouldn't. Same yeah, here. When, but, I, when I started coaching, this was not my first venture. And I thought people were going to say, oh, what is she up to now? How long is right? this going to last until she does the next thing? And so you kind of keep that hidden just for yeah. whatever reason. I, I'm with you there, but that has definitely happened to me too. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm glad it's not just me. And it, I, I've gone through that. So those thoughts all, a lot. Like, you shouldn't worry about what other people think mm -hmm. because it's your life, but you do worry about what other people think. <laughs> it's exactly. so, it's like a constant mental battle. But oh. um, I have this page. So I have this notebook that I got just because it was cute and it, like, I loved the cover. It's been my notebook for my business, basically. I have everything written in there, like all the meetings I've had, all the, like, when I was planning what insurance to get I have like a list of that but I have this page that I titled overcoming fear and I have these questions like what if it doesn't work out what if I'm too busy for this what if it doesn't make enough money and I wrote all these things like the answers to those questions to help myself if I ever felt that fear again I would look back and think about this my husband was so supportive during this time mm -hmm. he was like he helped me write these things I could look back and that is sweet that's amazing yeah. and that is smart I don't think a lot of people do that or unless they're journaling you might not even know to write right. those fears down because it's if they're just sitting in there swirling around in your brain always coming back our thoughts really create our reality so if you can get that on paper and just release that and say okay I'm feeling this feeling here's what I can say to myself what something positive and encouraging when I'm going to come across this because it's going to happen and it's completely normal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that. So then it's okay. So we're back in fall. You're doing all the things. Um, what were some of the first things you did to really start to get your business going and then off the ground? Okay. So the videos I'm, if, if I'm just going to throw this out there. If anybody wants to become a professional organizer, you should look up Jen Obermeyer. <laughs> she was the one. If I didn't watch her videos and um, take notes on them, I wouldn't have done it. She laid out the process of how to structure your pricing, how to make your website. Um, so those are the things I started off with. Okay. So and it sounds like you invested. You invested in a program of hers? Um, not yet. So she had free videos on YouTube she had a program, but I didn't want to invest yet because I didn't have any income yet from it, you know? <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I started off just taking notes on her free videos and she was taking them down in December. And I was like, oh man, I got to get this before she takes down these videos in December. <laughs> so I watched all the videos and in January, she offered a like a discount on the course and I just jumped on it. I decided to invest and that has been one of the 
best things I've done too was investing in her course because it helped so much. But before I invested in the course, I did launch my business. I got my website. I created my website. I got the business insurance. I got the LLC. I got the tax identification number. I decided my business name. I got the social medias. All the, you know, all the things. All the things, yeah. <laughs> So many things, yeah. Uh, but I did all that in the fall while I was trying to figure things out. So I love that. We'll definitely link to her website too in the show notes and obviously yours too. So now you've got everything set up, you've invested and you get, you're probably getting to a point where, okay, now I have to go find my first paying client. So yeah. how was that for you? How did you um, put yourself out there? How did you gain your first handful of clients? And then when did you feel like you really started to take off with your biz? So the, oh, I didn't really mention. So I was a, so I was a teacher, obviously. And my network that I'm in right now is a bunch of teachers. You know, I just know a lot of teachers in the area and stuff. And my first ever client was actually a teacher. (laughs) She, I helped her organize her classroom library, which was so rewarding for me because I got to use the knowledge that I learned I went to school for and combined it with this dream job that I have and oh that was amazing I got to yeah both both loves put together in one yeah yeah it was awesome um so let's see I did some Facebook ad, an Instagram ad to try to get my name out there to get my first clients, you know. I went to this these networking meetings because I feel like, and maybe you feel this way too, in-person connections have been so beneficial than, like much more beneficial than like an ad online, I think. I wish I could disagree with you, but I completely agree. And here's why. Yeah. So when I was starting my business about a year and a half ago, I thought, okay, this is an online business. It's worldwide. I don't need to go network in person. And furthermore, I don't want to. I was really burnt out from these other things I had been doing in my life that were taking up time away from me on my calendar. And so I had this like really strict boundary that I put in place where I'm not going to do any local networking. Well, when I went to the Lane Country one where I met you and all those other amazing women, and I started doing um, day-long conference, uh, entrepreneur conferences in Chicago and the Milwaukee area, I thought, wow, yeah, I got to do this more often because it's just easier for some reason in person. Mm-hmm. And it is. it's important. And an in-person network, you guys, is definitely so, so important. Yeah, um, because you can you can see the person, you can talk to them, you can get to know them. I, oh, it's so good. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it, does it speed up the no like trust factor or does it give you instant authority when, you know, someone says, Hey, what do you do? And you give them your 30 second elevator pitch. And then it's just from there takes off and it just is, it's more natural in a way. But do you think that you Maria identify as an extrovert or an introvert? I identify as an extrovert. Me too. So yeah, okay. all the introverts <laughs> listen, they're like, uh uh-uh, no. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I but I do know other organizers who identify as introverts and they still go out and, and do this. Good. Yeah. That is an important message because there's some research that I did too. I have a whole 
I have a blog post and I really, and in my day-to-day -day life, I talk about this a lot. So something I feel pretty passionate about the extrovert versus introvert, people think extroverts are just walking up to strangers in airports and starting conversations. And it's not like that. It's just that we get our energy from other people and we're not tending to be the wallflower. And it's not right. that we won't be because there's a time and a place, but we're not sitting here like standing in the middle of the room saying, we're the life of the party, talk to us, look at us. It, it's just where we get our energy from and we get our energy from external sources, AKA people. Introverts are completely opposite. Right, they need to recharge. And I think extroverted people, I mean, and okay, I, I love this <laughs> psychology type of thing too. I feel like when we met, we talked about this a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm so into it. Um, you can be really extroverted and tiny bit introvert. Like you, there's a scale. Like not every extroverted person is the same, I guess, when it comes to the energy they get from other people. You know what I mean? Oh, for so sure. I feel like sometimes I, if I'm talking to so many people, I it doesn't wear me out. It definitely gives me energy. But after I get home, I always take a, oh man, that was so many people. And then I evaluate all the conversations in my head. And I feel like it is nice to take a break. You're right. Yeah, we have to go home and kind of unpack it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's probably just human nature too. And you're right. It's a sliding scale. There's probably like someone who's 100% introverted and then 50% and then there's just the scale. So totally true. How long have you been having your own business and running your organizing, this organized space? How long have you been doing this? I launched it technically in December last year, like around Christmas time, but I really started in January, like January 1st. So since this, this past January. Oh my gosh. Okay. What have you learned since then that you could share oh. with us? Okay. I, oh man, I feel like that's so hard to summarize. I have learned that when you're worried about something, it's okay to talk to other people and voice those worries. I feel like there's been so many times where I have had something that's, I don't know, bothering me or something that I'm not confident about in business and I had to ask someone else and it's hard because you want other people to think like oh you started your business everything's going great no problem you know but when you voice those words your word they're gonna be like oh yeah see she, she it's not going great mm -hmm. <laughs> but when I would tell people things that I just needed help with. Oh, it was so helpful. Someone was like, yeah, I'm going through that too. Here's an idea of something you could do. And I got an accountability partner through the um, course that I invested in. Mm -hmm. And she has helped me so much. <laughs> I feel like reaching out for help when you, okay, to summarize, I guess, reaching out for help when you feel like you need it is really beneficial. Yeah. And to continue moving forward when when times are slow or when things are rough just like take everything one day at a time because that's all we're given my mom always told me this that's her logic my or my mom's like wisdom um one day at a time is all you can do if you worry about the future it's going to 
just take up all of your mental space, you know? I love that. Um, yeah. Such good advice <laughs> for her. <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. Um, so, okay. Yeah, I feel like there's so many things I could say to summarize. Oh, sure. Uh, and um, after the call, you'll think of like five things. Like, oh, you're but like, I love that you touched on something that I feel is so important and that I personally do almost every day. And that's in a previous episode, the five things I do to grow my my business every single day. And it is checking in with my accountability partners because like what you touched on, you go through life and in your everyday life, you have, you said you have a lot of teacher friends. They're not entrepreneurs. So they're not always going to understand the ups and downs. And if you confide in them, it's almost like if you confide, if you got into a fight with your husband and then you do that, and if you do that enough times, then your friends might start not liking him anymore and think, God, he's a jerk. But so you have to be like kind of careful about how much you divulge. And then at the same time, you have to let those things out because it's so helpful to release any negative energy or to even ask for help. A lot of the times us women, we have trouble asking for help. So oh, yeah. 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 So who, tell me who exactly is your perfect client and then what types of things do you help them organize in their home or in their life? Okay, that's such a good question. I've gotten asked this question a lot. Like, who's, who's your ideal client? And it's hard for me because it's hard for me to, to say who it is because I love helping people. <laughs> you know, I love when, when someone is overwhelmed with something that's just in their space it definitely affects their mental space too. And I, when I get to help them get rid of that overwhelm in their, in their outwardly s space. Yeah. Their physical helps. space. Yeah. The physical. Thank you. That's the <laughs> word I was trying to think of when I can, it takes away from their mental space too. And just seeing them be calm and love their space has been so like my ideal client, I guess. I do all, I do love helping moms because I'm not a mom yet, but I know that struggle <laughs> with having kids and having to wear all the hats and do all the things and having the pressure to time and have to clean all the time and your kids eat healthy and exercise, you know, all the all the demands that are put on a mom. I love so I love being able to help take one of those away at least. Yeah, um, the struggle is real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I also love helping other business owners because I they understand we understand each other. We have this like unspoken bond almost. You know, when you own your own business, it's it's a crazy world that you get to meet other awesome business owners. And yes, I understand culture. <laughs> yes, yeah, and I love connecting with those types of people and other people who own businesses, they have other things that they need to get done. Like say their home office isn't what they want it to be, but they have all these other projects they want to do. But every time they go into their office, it's just, oh man, I have to maybe go through those files one day. Or it, it kind of adds to the to-do list in their brain. And then when, if I can come in and help them make their office look like their dream office and make it more functional for them, then they can focus on their business and getting things done that they actually want to get done. I love that so much. Oh, that's so important. And I'm like looking around my own office right now. <laughs> like, I might need her help. <laughs> I would love to. Oh, yeah. I love so helping teachers. 
what's the first thing you do? So you have someone get, reach you and they say, okay, I need help. I'm a busy mom. I don't even know where to get started. I just know that my house is a mess and there's papers everywhere and toys everywhere. So how do you start to bring down that overwhelm? Where do you even get started? Yeah. Okay. So if I have someone reach out to me, it's usually through my website, I'll get an inquiry or through email, or if it's someone I've met in person and they express that they would want me to help them out, we'll talk. Um, usually it's a phone call first and I just ask them questions about what their goals are for their space, what's causing them stress, what they've tried and what's worked and what hasn't worked, things like that. And then I'll do an in-person consultation where I go and they can show me their space and tell me in person. And I think that just having someone there to, to talk to about it really helps my clients, at least just saying like, okay, this person's going to be here and help me get through this and like take it all away almost. I feel like that's such a big relief. It's a, it's a hard step to I think it is a hard step to call someone and say like, hey, will you come help me with my house? Because there's this, everything in our house should be organized all the time. And if I have to ask for someone, there's like an embarrassment there and it shouldn't be. I know what you're oh. trying to say. It's almost like this taboo or yeah. how it's do you get like, past that? How does some, uh, how do you think someone, do you help them get past that through maybe like blog posting if someone is scared to take that step or do you just feel like, well, they have found me after they have gotten over that hump? Yeah, it's both. I think after they've gotten over the hump, I feel like they call and I'll be able to help them for sure when I'm in person. But I do have, I don't have a blog, but I have all my social media posts and I kind of, I don't really write a whole blog post in the post, but some of them are really like deep, I guess. And I'm aiming them towards people who have those who are having those feelings and I want them, I just don't want anybody to ever have those feelings. I don't want every, anybody to feel overwhelmed and stressed because of their physical space. I want everybody to just live their best life and be happy and want to come home to a house that they love. So, okay, sorry. I don't know if that answered your question. It does. Yeah, I thought of a tagline for you. It's like changing lives one organized home at a time. That's Ooh, amazing. yeah, I love that. <laughs> that is so awesome. So can you leave us with a few tips? So someone's listening to this and they're looking around their messy home and thinking, oh my goodness, I really should reach out to Maria or if they're not local, find someone in their area. So, or they want to start doing it themselves. Maybe this episode has motivated someone to just go rip out their closet or a drawer and just go to town. So what tips can you give us to get started on our own? Okay, if you want to get started on your own, the, my best tip is to give yourself a little grace because I'm sure there's things that they've that you've been trying that have worked. Don't get caught up in the things that haven't worked. Tell yourself that you can do it, that it's going to help you and it's going to make your life better in regards to like steps I would say it's you take everything out say you're doing your closet take it out go through things get rid of what's not gonna go forward with you in your life sort it into like put like things with like 
you know, that's our like mm-hmm. key up. phrase in the organizing world, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like with like, um, and then put it back in categories. That's like a basic step-by-step of what, what we kind of do. And what about for those of us like me who chase butterflies and then all of a sudden we're like, oh, I wore this dress here and oh, I found this box of photographs and then an hour goes by and you're just staring at the mess you made. No closer to your goal. Like then what do we do? Okay. I mean, you can always call, (laughs) you can always call me (laughs) and I will come. That's, I feel like that's where a professional organizer comes in. You having someone there to say, it's okay. You like, it's okay, you haven't used this in a while, it's okay to bless someone else with it, or um, to just talk through your belongings with somebody who's not as objective, or, you know, who doesn't have as much emotional attachment as you do. Mm. I feel like that's so, so beneficial. (laughs) I think that's Um, important, yeah, because we do, we place emotional values onto physical things, and especially for some reason, our clothes, or the oh, what if I'll wear this? Okay, but you haven't worn, worn it in three years. What are the chances that you're right. going to? So do you love Marie Kondo? Um, yeah. So I launched my business like in December and then January I kind of started. And then her thing came out in January right when I started. And I was like, man, this is great. Some people, people don't know what organizing is. And then her show just spread. I don't follow the method that she follows to a T there are like people who get certified with her method and it's really great but I feel like everyone is made differently and everybody thinks about their belongings differently and her method works for a lot of people but I feel like for some people it might not work so I love being able to figure that out with my clients and use the right method that'll work for them you know Yes, yeah, so I love Marie Kondo. I just That's, don't use her method for everything. <laughs> that is a good point because I like I liked it too. And wow, I'm so glad that your business launch kind of aligned with her <laughs> Netflix yeah. show because I'm sure that was really good for business for you. I like how she approaches room by room, but then I never thought of having to say thank you to an item before you release it. Mm-hmm. That it I no longer need you. And you just said something too. You said if you bless someone with something of your belongings that no longer serves you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's a great way to look at it. Oh yeah. It really, it really changes your perspective when you think of it that way. Totally. So Maria, if someone wants to reach out to you, where can we find you? My website on my website page, there's a consultation form that you can fill out and you can tell me a little bit about your space, what your goals are, and what you want to accomplish. That'll go right to my email. I think that's probably the best way to do it too. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook and you can message me there. There's a lot of ways. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so you like, to, you like to hang out and play on Insta. You have a beautiful feed, so everyone go check her out there. And what is your attack? What is your Instagram? How can we find you there? What is the it's handle? This, um, it's this organized space. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much, Maria. I had so much fun. I love what you're doing. Keep sharing your passion with the world. Thank you. I love what you're doing too. I just wanted to give you a little shout out. Your podcast is amazing so far. Oh, thank I, you so much. You are so well-spoken and easy to listen to. And I love the message that you're sharing too. 
Hey, real quick before you go, if you are inspired by today's show and you learned something new, I want you to take a screenshot, post it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at Put Your Passion to Work. Because together we can practice abundance, take inspired action, and help motivate other passionate women just like us.